Welcome back to Archive Panic. I'm your host, Jacob Russo. And I'm Ben Levin. And uh, today we are continuing, as always, with the John Carpenter uh, movie filmography. And we are doing Prince of Darkness. second in the Apocalypse trilogy yep. from John Carpenter and I'm going to be honest with you man besides with the exception of The Thing this might be my favourite one so far man this is fucking brilliant it is a good movie it is a good movie uh, this is your first time seeing this um, it was yeah and I was not prepared for how off the rails this shit was going to go towards <laughs> the end like that oh I good lord to, I tried to tell you it was a weird one <laughs> yeah but like when you tell me a film's going to be weird, right, it's either going to go one of two ways. It's going to be like society where it's like every now and then someone will say some like offhand shit and then at the end it goes batshit. So, mm-hmm. sorry, I tell you, it's either going to be like every now and then someone will say something that's just like a wee bit offside, you know, like something like that's a weird movie to you, right? Yeah. Or it's going to be perfectly normal up until the last 20 minutes and then it's going to go batshit insane. <laughs> that's the two versions of a weird movie and up and, and given this subject matter of most of this movie I thought it was going to be the former and it was going to be just that oh okay it's a weird movie because it's like very cerebral there's a lot of discussion on like you know the nature of existence how the study of quantum um, physics and quantum mechanics can alter one's perception of reality how our standard our understanding of it breaks down when you go to the subatomic level that's like okay this is weird and philosophical and I'm here for it and then the devil shows up and (laughs) the anti-god and Jesus was an alien but we'll get into it but I've seen this movie a couple of times now well through this will be like my third or fourth time Uh, first time I saw this movie was during uh, the pandemic (laughs) Uh, when we're all locked down there was a heat Mm -hmm. wave going on the height of degeneracy was up. <laughs> it was it was a good time. I was in a weird headspace for this movie. It was good. Um, yeah. <laughs> second time was with uh, oh, it was just with a flatmate who had never seen it before, and uh, she freaked out. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, out of the Apocalypse trilogy, I've seen all three of those movies. Um, you've only seen the thing and this now. Yes. Time. Yes. Um, but I, I, have, I, have, I have still to see the next in the trilogy, which is uh, in the mouth of madness. In the mouth of madness, yeah. But out of, out of those three movies, like everybody knows what the thing is, right? So, but out, yeah. of, out of these three movies, I would actually say this is the most uh, underappreciated one. There seems to be a massive um, reappraisal of in the mouth of madness in the last couple of years, or the last few years. Maybe a couple is a bit too too recent. Yeah. Too well, yeah. Um, this one, like people who really like John Carpenter know about this movie but I find that not many people know what this movie is in general yeah yeah I, um, I feel like that's fair to say yeah uh, it's really good though more people should watch it like for context I'm fairly I like to think of myself as somewhat knowledgeable when it comes to horror like I'm not like a fucking mm. movie buff but I know what I'm talking about for the most part right I had never heard of this movie until uh, you had brought it to my attention and you came to me saying oh I want to do this series yeah. Uh, on this thing and you know we started doing the podcast but holy fuck man I wish I could have seen this earlier see if I just saw this at like the height of my like film snob phase I would have loved this shit man I wouldn't have shut the fuck up about it yeah it's fucking great it's <laughs> great it's cerebral it's the special effects are 
fucking incredible. It's got atmosphere for days. It's got Alice Cooper. It doesn't do much in this movie, but yeah, but he's there, yeah. and that's all I need, man. That's all I fucking things. need. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The atmosphere is great. I think this is my favorite Carpenter soundtrack. I would second that. This is yeah. easily like Carpenter shines in this. Right from the opening credits, the soundtrack is fucking incredible. It's this awesome mix of your bog standard kind of carpenter synthy kind of funky soundtrack but with this element of there's a choir in there yeah with this kind of gothic element and And it's it's a synthetic choir so it makes it sound weird and otherworldly yeah it's it's like a it's like a it's like a late 80s like like a Casio keyboard choir yeah it's like a late 80s early 90s like boomer shooter music you know (laughs) the atmospheric ones or a point and click adventure game music yeah okay I'll give you that yeah yeah, this is like some clock tower music. Mm. <laughs> or some alone in the dark shit, you know. So. Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah. There's a new movie like, or is it a series that they're doing? It's either a music or a series for Alone in the Dark that's coming out, and David Harbour's in it. Co- I know there's a new game coming out. That's what I'm thinking of. David Harbour plays the main guy in it. Oh, all right. And using his likeness for it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, the only Alone in the Dark game I played was the the. Um, oh no, I played two of them. There was one that came out on PS2 which I played, and it was okay. And then there was the the PS3 one where you had to like blink and shit. It yeah, was, I remember that. It was weird. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. But yeah, uh, that one was kind of shite. I'm just not big on horror games. I like horror movies, but horror games I can take or leave. But uh, but no, let's uh, let's get into this movie. This movie's fantastic. But basically, so this movie opens up with uh, some highfalutin, uh, some choir music going on. It's great. Uh, the if you know, did you notice that the opening credits of this like take forever? <laughs> Because instead of being like... Yeah, but a, like, they take forever for a good reason. Yeah. Instead of like all the other Carpenter movies where it's just a black screen and then like the text, this kind of cuts back and forth between that and what's actually happening in the movie. Yeah, there's some... There's, we get some brief character introductions during the opening credits. And the priest dies. And uh, it opens with an old guy... Well, before we even get our opening credits, we open with an old guy dying in bed holding onto a wee box... Uh, no, no. which is like kind of our, which is this movie's like Pandora's box like this is the inciting incident mm-hmm. is that this priest has died we learn that his name is Father Carlton I didn't catch that yeah Father Carlton okay which is weird because the deed the deed guy at the start of the film gets a name our one of our main characters Donald Pleasant he's never named he's yeah, just referred to as he's, he's credited as priest <laughs> and that's it he never gets named in the entire movie mm. and he's like he's in the full thing he's, yeah, he's a main yeah. character would you call this an ensemble movie? yeah there isn't really a main no. character in this so much as this. yeah yeah because that's something it's kind of like the thing we said you, know, well, you have a main character in Kurt yeah. Russell yeah okay well but this is definitely more of an ensemble movie and it's, it's more of kind of hard to pinpoint it's more of an assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to pinpoint any one central character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there are some characters that we're introduced to before we meet others. And there are definitely some main characters in there. But there's no one, like, true protagonist yeah. in this movie. It's not, there's not, like, a, there's no, a Jack, there isn't a Jack Button, there isn't a... A Laurie Strode equivalent. There's again, feeling like kind of group. tried that with uh, what's his name, the Brian, yeah, mustachioed man. But you know, he just does what he does. 
Um, I feel no. I feel like it was deliberate to focus on the on the group because of the nature of the because by focusing on the group as opposed to one main character, you're able to experience a lot more of what actually happens yeah. throughout it as opposed to having to view it through one character's eyes. It gives you kind of an omnipotent view, mm. almost, of everything that's going on, which is you know yeah quite we're, uh, quite fitting considering the subject matter of the film. Yeah, we're, we're introduced to all our characters here. We're not going to go through everything that happens in this little opening sequence, but it's just like, it's just uh, introducing the characters. So we have uh, uh, we have Brian, who's our mustachioed blonde man. I've never seen this guy before. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know what the fuck he's in. Donald uh, Donna Pleasance returning for, to John Carpenter so for the first time since... Uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, Escape from New York. Um, As priest. Priest. And... Donald Pleasance can deliver a monologue like nobody's business. That mm. man is fucking glorious. Like, see if you just see if you just give him some pretty words <laughs> and let him fucking go off on one. He, oh man, he'll give you gold. Mm-hmm. We uh, we also have uh, I want to call him Eggshed, but I can't because I can't because I can't remember the guy's. The name. character's name is Professor B- Professor Howard Birak. Yeah. Yeah, played wonderfully movie. by Victor Wong. There we go. <laughs> uh, who we last seen in Big Trouble in Little China as Egg Shen. Oh yeah, we have. Um, and there is we. You came up with a theory that this is Egg Shen's vacation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the end of Escape from uh, the end of uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He's like, I'm going to some. I can't remember. I'm going on vacation, so he fucks off to LA and becomes a, a lecturer. A fucking university professor. Yeah, yeah becomes a <laughs> gets his doctorate in fucking quantum theoretical physics. Exxon may have had a fucking doctorate in quantum physics. We don't know. He's just too busy fighting mystical demons. I'm just remembering that uh, that quote from Fallout New Vegas. The the theoretical physics joke from was it Mr. Fantastic or whatever his name is oh Dr. Fantastic yeah yeah yes, they asked me how well I knew how well I knew theoretical physics I told them I had a theoretical degree in physics they said welcome aboard mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking that's what happened is Egg Shen turned up in this movie said that exact line and then got a job in the in the local university fair enough I mean he's probably just spouting mystical bullshit anyway I don't know but, uh, Which yeah. for this film would be somehow accurate. We also have another cast member for Big Trouble in this with Dennis Dunn. Fuck yes. He's <laughs> the funniest guy ever. Oh, movie. he is fucking... But he's my favourite. He's my favourite character. In this, he plays Walter in this mm. movie. And he is my favourite character in the full film. He is so, I was so happy when he survived the movie. <laughs> like, honestly, I was so fucking proud. Uh, he has a bit... Yeah, he's funny. He's charismatic as fuck. And he has great... Like... like I'll just go over one of my one of his early lines in here where he's dis- he's lamenting why in the name of Christ did I study this right? Mm. Talking about the physics class, like I don't understand any of it. Why did I choose to study this? To which I think it's Catherine that he's talking to at the time. Turns out says, you know, like yeah, weapons grants and you know, you know, weapons grant and college funding yeah. all that, and then he just replies, ah. Oh, Millionaire by the time I'm 40, that's why I've done it. Thanks for reminding me, and then yeah. fucks off. <laughs> I like it later, like later on, he's, he's talking to... Um, he's talking to Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's played by an Asian actress, um, Who and he, he's, he goes up to me, he's like, has anybody ever told you you could pass for Asian? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, but well, I, have, I have Lisa's actor doing here, let me just double check. Because I don't think I took... Something yen. 
Yeah, he does great. And Yen. That's my <laughs> name. Yeah, and then uh, we also have uh, uh, the main... Uh, the one, I see the main girl. Yeah, the main girl. Main girl in this movie. Um, redhead. Kind of looks like Margot Robbie. Yeah, so uh, the character's name is Catherine Danforth, and she is played wonderfully by Lisa Blount. <laughs> yep, unfortunately she's dead, so, yep. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, you know... Yeah, she's she's good in this movie. Um, I don't think I've seen her in anything else either. There's a lot of like people I don't really recognise in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, but we're into just them um, mostly. They're all in. Uh, they're all grad students, which is. It's just like yeah, because there's a common criticism of this film. It's like why are all these why are all these college students clearly thirty and forty and like <laughs> yeah. it's like well they're, they're grad they're, students. One, they're grad students, but two, like. I mean, we've both been to co- obviously college in the US might be a bit different, right? But mm. in my experience, like uh, older college students are not like a they're not an uncommon thing. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Like one of the like two of the guys in my college class were both like forty, I want to say, mm-hmm. and that was in an acting class. Yeah, it happens. But, yeah. Students, but so they're it's just in this lecture. Uh, uh, Professor B-Rex talking some stuff I have no idea of. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around because he's talking about he's basically talking about the principles behind uh, Schrodinger's cat I don't know about Schrodinger's cat yeah, but and that, the idea is that these essentially in the sub, when you go to the subatomic level all of our standard un- understanding of how things work completely breaks down mm. and that the flow of time works different space works differently everything that we know as quote unquote fact is completely turned on its head uh, at that level and that's kind of the lecture that he's giving is that this idea is that there's this whole other world that within our own that we know absolutely fuck all about I mean when I was (laughs) when I was doing science at school I spent more time setting fire to pencils and shit and uh, you know accidentally melting away my jaw with Hydrochloric acid than doing anything. Wait, what? <laughs> I spilled oh, I, I spilled a jar of uh, acid on my jar. Um, Wait, <laughs> right, so for American listeners, your jotter was your notebook, right? That was like your yeah. Oh hell yeah! What the fuck? When did this happen? I don't this remember hearing like, about this. Like second year, I don't know. Also, it was before I knew you. Yeah, I mean, I was bad. I was bad at science. To put it into perspective, right? So, I don't know how it works in American schools, but over here, um, once uh, after your third year of secondary school, nope. after your second year of secondary there school, you <laughs> you're uh, given the choice of what science classes you want to take, so like physics, biology, or chemistry. Not just science, you get to pick your subjects overall. Yeah, 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 but in the science department, your, your choice is either, your choice is between uh, physics, chemistry, or biology. I wasn't given that choice, I was told just to take science. <laughs> I was on the bottom of, of that yeah. shit, so you know. I you don't could also you could also take all three if you wanted to. Yeah, you could have. Who the fuck would have done that? But <laughs> it would mean sacrificing another subject. So, like, if you took all three sciences, it means you wouldn't be able to take like music or PE or things like that. Yeah, uh, I wasn't allowed to pick. I was told just to do science, so I was put in with all the. Uh, I did chemistry. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I like the classes, but me and the teacher, we just didn't have any. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Rapport. I need to give credit where credit's due. That's a Stuart Francis joke. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I just used to set fire to pencils and whatnot and throw them. And then 
Uh, one of my I other. Nearly, I nearly set fire at the full classroom once. Wow, that's great. Because uh, what we had the like and on the desks there were like these little gas taps that you plugged the Bunsen burners into, mm-hmm. and uh, I accidentally turned on the wrong tap, like the one that Jesus. wasn't connected to my to my burner. Oh, Jesus. Took the taper to it, and the flame didn't like align towards the thing and created a flamethrower. And we had to the teacher had to turn the gas off at the mains. To stop me from burning the fucking school down. I just used to use a lighter. I never used the tapers. But, um, yeah, but again, you are a fucking degenerate. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I also remember one time in biology, um, uh, we were doing, we were dissecting a, a pig hearts? Or cow hearts? No. We did. I never done that. <laughs> well, we did. And like uh, the guy I was sitting next to, um, we had to take turns cutting, and he cut it in a way where it kind of, to me at least, um, one of the cuts made it look like it had a little mouth. And we were done doing what we were doing, so I stuck two of my fingers in the heart thing, just made it into a little hand. But I, I carved out two holes for eyes. You're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> I carved out two holes for eyes and went, oh, what was his name? Nathan. So <laughs> hey, Nathan. <laughs> it's me, heart boy. He laughed. <laughs> so. Why didn't you call him Harry Hart? Because I was a fucking idiot, I don't know. But, yeah. But the, but basically the point I'm trying to prove is, I don't get science. I know what happens and I accept it, but I don't get it, right? So... It's <laughs> fucking beautiful. I know what happens and I accept it, but I'll be fucked if I can understand it. Yeah, and these people, these people seem to understand it, and that's all good. So, you know, you know I'll leave it to them, you know? Fucking wonderful. <laughs> so, so while this lecture is happening... Uh, Donald Pleasance his character and he goes he goes to find goes to see uh, Father Carlton to read him his last rites and preside over like <laughs> now they, now basically take over Carlton, from his, I'm just picturing fucking Don, from Fresh Prince Don <laughs> <laughs> just doing the fucking what's that actor's name fucking Alonzo or something uh, yeah if you want to watch a movie where he yeah. plays a gangster you should watch uh, there's a horror movie called Ticks oh where he threatens to kill Seth Green <laughs> that's not part of the movie he just done that <laughs> but no uh, I'm just picturing he was just in a room with Seth Green for five minutes too long and it was just like you know what you prick <laughs> I'm just picturing Father Carlton Father Carlton just doing the Carlton dance weekly on his bed as he's dying <laughs> Tom Pleasant's just reading him his last rites be like some sick moves <laughs> it's not unusual <laughs> It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs> That's a good Donald Pleasance impression. <laughs> I was basically doing a Halloween 6. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I'm not dead! <laughs> My, <aunt. laughs> My grandson keeps saying yeet. I don't know what it means. <laughs> he scares me. <laughs> well, I- He's gonna. How did we derail this so fucking quickly? (laughs) Not even half an hour into it, right? (laughs) Right. Anyway, (laughs) fuck you, my boy. (laughs) I've done a play since the last time we've actually done a movie together. Don't know. If it did, you would need to like crank the volume up to max to hear a word that either of them were fucking saying. But yeah, so uh, this uh, yeah, anyway, Donald Pleasance is reading the last rites. He's reading the last rites and he's going through uh, Carlton's notes, which is, see, this entire scene where he's going through like Carlton's notes and like journals and all that, 
I swear to fuck, this is ripped straight out of Lovecraft's Necronomicon, like any one of his stories, right? Like, this yeah, scene the, exists. The, the, the Apocalypse trilogy is basically Carpenter doing Lovecraft, so, you know... Um, In the ass! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Lovecraft would have done that. He was very, uh... He was very conservative. Yeah, let's put it mildly. <laughs> he was a racist cunt, and I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> He's like, he's like a hundred. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is Carpenter. The Apocalypse trilogy is basically Carpenter doing it. Like, uh, this is his take on Lovecraft type stories. Um, yeah, the the thing being the beginning of that, and then this obviously in the mouth of madness yeah. makes it a bit more fucking clear because yeah. it is it is just straight up Lovecraft. Yeah, with a mix of like Stephen King in there. Um, but yeah, um, this one is probably. Uh, it, you know, out of, out of this and the thing, I would say this is probably his most Lovecraftian one. Because, like, sure, the thing is, like, this weird amorphous fucking alien that drops out from the sky. But, uh, you know, not all Lovecraft it, stories are that. A lot of them are just kind of, like, some guy who's found some weird shit underground and doesn't know what it is, you know, so. So, yeah, much like this movie. Yeah. I fucking love, so, I fucking yeah. love Lovecraft. Not that I'm a racist or anything, but he's got good. You like his stories. He's got some good shit. I will admit though, when I found out what he named his cat, I laughed. (laughs) You're a bad person. Uh, (laughs) Well. I say that knowing full well that I am also a bad person because I laughed as well. (laughs) Fucking atrocious. Don't look it up. (laughs) Don't don't Google that shit. It'll just upset you. Uh, So, (laughs) anyway. so Pleasance opens this the box that Carlton was holding and there is a large key in there which he shows to to I wanna say bishops. Because they've got know. like pink the pink kind of skull cap on. I think that's like a thing for bishops. They're either bishops or cardinals. I don't really know how the Catholic Church works. Yeah, neither do I. They're high up. <laughs> neither do I. I mean I, I was raised as a Protestant, but I was reared by Catholics. Uh <laughs> Think about it. Oh. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, speaking of Catholics, I was at a child family member's birthday party, right? They were playing, like, rebel tunes like, on the speaker outside. No party. way. Because yeah. uh, the... What tunes was it? I have no idea. It was by the Furies. But, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that gives me a rough idea what to uh, expect. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> no. Say what, say what you will about the say what you will about the the old Protestant Catholic thing, but the fact, fact of the matter is the rebel tunes are just better music, man. <laughs> They've got the music down. Mm-hmm. Rebel tunes are fucking brilliant. I once t- I once had somebody come up to me right again. It was a, it was a younger family member. He came up to me and they're like, Ben, says what? Who's who's Ira and why do the Rangers fans hate her so much? <laughs> just like, Oh no! <laughs> he thought Ira was some poor wee woman that <laughs> was just getting absolutely fucking shelters after the Rangers fans. She's the only Celtic fan living in the Ibrox. <laughs> oh well, she's but... forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how the Catholic Church really works. I, I'm not Catholic. Um, no, nah, neither of us are. Uh, culturally, sure, but <laughs> I never went. So uh, I was the the closest I ever. I've got to the Catholic Church was through my uh, my grandfather who was my dad's stepdad oh. and he was like kind of 
but but he wasn't he didn't really take it all that seriously. His his sister did, and uh, he had a kind of mixture of like a Catholic slash humanist funeral. Oh, fair enough. Which was basically which all that mean all that means basically is we had is yeah, it, it was a bog stand up funeral, but then some cunt came a bit with incense for a little bit and just fucking went hey. Yeah. Yeah my, yeah, my my dad's side of the family are all Italian Catholics, and then uh, my sister married into a family of Irish Catholics, so there's a lot of them. <laughs> so, Catholicism squared. <laughs> so, I'm not actually sure what my mom's side is. I don't know if they were Catholics or not, but. Eh, whatever. I know they're. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how the Catholic Church works. Um. But uh, is this where uh, Donald Pleasance essentially sends her his nun emissary to Professor Birak? Yeah, so uh, Pleasance writes a letter to Professor Birak at the Doppler Institute of Physics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he claims to have discovered something incredibly important to his research, and the letter is delivered by a nun, which is weird because I thought he would just post that shit. Nope. He gives it to a nun and she delivers it to him personally. Have you ever seen a nun? Like in real life? No, I haven't. Oh, wait, they used to hang about in the forge quite a lot. <laughs> Jerry! Oh, yeah. They used to hang about in the forge quite a lot. The way you said that, it was like. Ah, they're just standing at the side, having fags and shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh. But no, they had like. Tagging the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had collection ones, but there was a JC. couple of. Uh... JC was here. <laughs> JC will be here. Oh, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, there used to be a couple of um... Lucifer is a slag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Call this uh, number for a good time. It's the Samaritans. <laughs> Samaritans aren't Catholics. Oh no, it's the Salvation Army. They're not Catholics either. Salvation. Are they not? Salvation Army is the Salvation Army. Oh, I thought they were Catholic. Nope, they're their own thing. They're their own sect of Christianity. I but did not um, know that. But no, so like, now there used to be a bunch of um, what are they called? Uh, not monasteries. That's where monks live. Um, oh fuck! I know what you're talking about as well. Convents. That's it. There used to be. Uh, there used to be a couple of convents down where I used to stay. So. Mad. Yeah. But no, so uh, yeah. I right, so the two meet up to discuss the priest findings we then do a quick cut to brian sitting watching the telly and his tv is covered in bugs and it's fucking creepy yeah how do you fucking not hear those hmm? how do you not hear those it's a crt telly all he can hear is just fucking <laughs> like that's all he can fucking hear i remember those yeah <laughs> you would have smelt them though because the crt tv's got kind of hot yeah they so. would have cooked some of them yeah yeah so you would have smelt that <laughs> but you know, yeah. then fried flies. Mm. But he also works fast because this is where uh, he asks. So uh, no, no, no. That comes a little later. Mm. We then go to, we then cut back to the priest and, and the professor. Which uh, oh, that sounds like a Pink Floyd album. The priest and the professor. Yeah, uh, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> it sounds like a Pink Floyd tune. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Or a Latter Day Iron Maiden. Yeah, no, I can see Iron Maiden doing that. Yeah. Modern day Judas Priest, maybe? No, all their stuff's called, like, Firepower! And then, like, oh, that's their shit. Uh, nah, the more recent stuff. Yeah, that is the recent, that's the most recent album. Firepower! Fuck, okay then. Redeemer of Souls! That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. 
Anyway, so the key from the box opens a door that leads to an underground church built in the 16th century by mm. a sect called the Brotherhood of... So have I got that right? 16th century is the 1500s, yeah? Yeah, because yeah, we're in the 21st century. Thank you. And it's built by the Brotherhood of Sleep. Now, if that isn't a fucking band name, it should be. <laughs> uh, Do you want to make it? For sure. I know there's a Seven Sisters of Sleep, but I don't know if they're still around. So, you know, we can take it. <laughs> that, but, band, uh, yeah. that band broke up because uh, uh, their guitarist was found out to have a bunch of CP on his computer. And then the rest of the band were just kind of like, fuck that, we're just done. <laughs> so... I mean, yeah, that's a fair response to that happening. I mean, <laughs> yeah, come on, man, you yeah. can't really... They could have just... Get, I mean, they could have kicked them out and then got somebody else, but instead they were like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> nah, we're done. We're that's, done. That's, that's <laughs> not, I'm not dealing with that anymore. See, Man of War, you could have done that, but nah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, so we go down, we see this weird green shit in like a kind of containment unit in the underground church. Yeah, this underground... In this underground, like, chapel filled with yeah. candles and crucifixes and... All fucking, sorts of shit. Yeah, who's lighting all these candles? That's what I want to know. I like to think that before uh, <laughs> before he took the professor around there, just he just went round and like... <laughs> Gotta make sure the ambience is right. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, he just went round and lit them all. Or maybe because this uh, fucking canister full of green shit. You think the devil done it? Well, I was thinking, because they, they did say something like, oh, it's making the, the ground weird. It's not what he says, but... <laughs> it's, it's making the surrounding areas weird. I'm thinking maybe, maybe it just kind of, you know, the camera. Maybe, just yeah, maybe. But uh, I don't know how much of you, how much Mortal Kombat have you played? Not much. Not much, right? No. The the containment unit with like the green liquid swirling in it looks like the Well of Souls from Mortal Kombat Two. Hmm. At least that's Ooh. what it reminded me of. Do you know the stage I'm talking about? Like no, the, <laughs> no like I'm, I'm really not. It's like in a Shao Kahn's area. Uh, I'm, uh, the only Mortal Kombat game I played was the one on PS3. So. Mortal Kombat 9. Well, that level uh, that level is in that game. Is it? Well, a version of it. You see a version of it in like the forest and you can see like the big tornado, like the soul tornado that comes oh, up. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Alright, okay. Fair enough. But uh, there has been a change in the earth and sky, which started one month ago. <laughs> yeah, that's better than me saying, like, ah, it makes the ground weird. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's, and Donald Pleasant says it is his power returning. We don't know who he is yet. I don't think Donald Pleasant knows either. Donald terms. Pleasant doesn't even know, no, he's just roughly <laughs> translating. Yeah. And this is where we go to the college again. And the full class is told to cancel all plans for the weekend due to a research project. Fucking Walter was furious. Walter was. I had a hot date. Yeah, Walter was pissed off. He was gonna. He was gonna get his jam roll. He was for it, man. Think he actually was, or do you think he was just? I think he was. Uh, oh, you know what? A guy like that, I reckon he did have it. I reckon he did have something on the books, man. I reckon he had something mm. ready to go. I don't think he had a hot date necessarily, but I think he had like. Maybe like a lassie he was talking to for a wee bit. Well, you think it was a woman? Let's not go into that. No, there is, there is, there is a theory that this movie is just about uh, homosexuality. So, you know, so there is. <laughs> right, you know what? Let's let's talk about that just now. Then before we go any, f- well, should we wait until we go further into the movie to no, discuss we'll just, that? We'll just wait. Yeah. 
So yeah, so what we'll do is we'll discuss that at the end, shall we? So I'll, I'll make a quick note. Talk about this movie being gay. <laughs> I was actually just going to write AIDS. Uh, I don't know if there's so much AIDS thing, it just might be homosexuality. No, no, there is that element of it where it's like the, yeah. the thing that's like part yeah. of the theory. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, anyway. So Walter is fucking raging. Because he didn't get in, and rightfully so. I mean, his full weekend has just been pumped because this guy found a spooky basement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. They, like, they don't really tell them either what they're going to be doing. They're just like, we're going to this church. So, well. No, yeah. So, uh, Brian Marsh, played by an actor by the name of Jameson Peter, sorry, Jameson Parker, uh, is kind of creepy to begin with when he's trying to chat up uh, Catherine or Catherine Danforth. Mm. And uh, Catherine calls him out and says oh, he's being kind of sexist and shite. And he <laughs> I'm an avowed sexist. He says, I'm a confirmed sexist and proud of it. He's joking though. But, you know. He's partially joking, but also like, that's, that's not a good line, brother. That's kind of fucked. No. <laughs> How the fuck did that line work? You're a fucking weirdo, man. Uh, it must have worked somehow it though. must have worked because he does he, he does pump us <laughs> and he's very I mean he makes quick work of this because like they're told that they'd cancel all their plans for the weekend so it's the same week apparently he's been meeting up with her every day of this week or maybe we don't even know how many days this has been it could be two right? yeah we only see it twice but it's implied that there was more and he's just fucking the shit where he doesn't yeah, like 20 minutes in and our main character has already talked Kath, 20 minutes into the movie and the main character or who I thought the main character was going to be at the time has talked Catherine into bed with him yeah and then he's trying to tell her that he loves her so you know he works fast and he's a bit clingy so you know that's such a shit combination in a partner is like working fast and clingy yeah fast and clingy it's like a 30 minute wash uh. Jesus Christ Brian works fast so yeah yeah and so multiple discussions are had at this point on how the study of quantum physics warps and changes one's view on reality as we've said many of the cutaways that lead up to this research assignment are exclusively to deal with that and to set up this film's kind of theming mm. of this this world between worlds so to speak to use a kind of a Star Wars phrase but yeah and once that that's all kicked off the priest want, once gives us his mission statement he wants the world to know of quote his end quote existence because no prison on earth can hold him now and the, the sky is consistently changing and it kind of looks like the prelude to an eclipse almost like yes, the sun and the moon yeah. and the sky simultaneously yeah <laughs> then Alice Cooper shows up at nowhere. <laughs> Alice Cooper as Street Schizo. <laughs> yeah, he's he's credited as Street Schizo, which is just just wonderfully sensitive. Uh, yeah, and somebody somebody later on as well says like um, implies that all the homeless people are schizophrenic because yeah like, yeah I've been mean, yeah. watching it with all these schizos they all have like a routine but they don't so you know <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's these. It's not great. It's really not great. <laughs> they didn't know it was the eighties. They don't know how the brain works. We still don't know how the brain works. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but Alice Cooper, yeah. 
He uh, doesn't say much of anything in this movie. Um, he doesn't have a single line, I don't think. No. <laughs> He's very pale. Yeah. <laughs> like, oddly pale. Like, unhealthily pale. Yeah. Was that makeup, or do you think he was just off his tits? I mean, it was the 80s. And Alice Cooper was off his tits half the time. That was the early 80s, I think. So, I don't know. Maybe this is mid the, to late 80s we're talking here. Yeah. This was probably just makeup. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, so he, we he find out that uh, the church closed down in the nineteen fifties. Yeah, we had to pack up homeless people. Yes, yeah. and the church roll up. So the class roll up to the church in a minibus, uh, while they get stared out by the local homeless population from across the street. They all just stare them down. I'd be worried at that point. <laughs> and throughout the entire movie, this is constantly happening. Where all of the homeless individuals throughout this film are just staring out this. Uh, yeah. That's just fucking church. <laughs> I'd be worried at that point, you know, just be like, oh. I'd be fucking off home. What are these people doing? Yeah. I'd be leaving. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't know if I'd leave. I'd probably just go in and, like, stay away from all the windows. <laughs> just try and get to the centre of the building, you know, so. But. And then get possessed. Might be fun, who knows. But, you know. Uh, yeah. No responsibility. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no one except from uh, Professor Barak seems to know what they're doing at the church. Like no one has been informed whatsoever. Not even uh, other doctors, like people that are on a similar level to the professor, haven't even been informed what they're doing here. And this is this is something that I wanted to point out because I don't know if this was commentary or if it was ac- completely accidental commentary. Uh huh. The priest rolls up in a limo. He does roll up in a limo, yeah. The first... And I don't know if that's commentary on, like... Like, you know, suppose, like, preachers telling everyone to be, like, fucking... You know, like, oh, the meek shall inherit the earth and all that, but simultaneously they're pocketing shit for the I do think, though, that high-up priests do get driven places, though. They do have... Yeah. So who knows? But, um, the f- but it's still fucked up. Yeah. The first time I watched this, though. <laughs> so this homeless woman comes up to uh, Donald Pleasance. And it's like, ah. Thank you for opening and the door. And yeah. her voice is all modulated and weird. Um, basically, Did you think the same thing I thought? Well, uh, maybe. Uh, so the first time I watched this movie, uh, the person I was watching this with, so she goes down to like uh, essentially like bow to him, essentially. Kiss his hand or something. The person I was watching this with was like, she about to suck his dick? Yeah, I had the same thought. Yeah, I thought she, I thought she was going for it, man. <laughs> We're like, I don't know. I mean, priests, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, she doesn't suck his dick, but uh, she is holding a, a cup full a, of maggots. A and, cup full of maggots and weird shit. Like meat, I think. Like gone off meat. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that freaks him out a bit. Yeah. So we learn that the green shit is uh, gaining strength. Like its power is increasing somehow. Mm. And uh, seeing the underground church has divided the students. There are into two camps. There are those who think that it's a lot of bollocks and have want nothing to do with this. They are purely here just because they have to be. And then there are a few who actually buy into the theological aspects of the mystery and want to solve it and find out what's going on. Yeah. Uh, we later dis- So Lisa sets about translating the, the ancient book, the scripture. Yeah, because yeah, more students come in, so like 
you've got your quantum physics students and uh, Lisa's uh, ancient religions or something. Yes, um, ancient languages, so she's very good at like sort of like yeah. Latin and all that kind and of stuff. There's a couple of other scientists there that have different jobs, but I don't fucking know what they are. They're just there. But uh, yeah, one of them is played by um, uh, Hitchcock again from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Dark Blocker. Yeah, and uh, the other guy. Um, there's also a radiologist in amongst it. Yeah, for yeah. some fucking reason. Rinse just to this other guy. He's a uh, a more religious one. He's got a little um, necklace. He's the guy who stabs himself in the throat. You know, he is in. Um, oh, that's Calder. Yeah, he is in uh, Boys in the Hood. Oh really? Yeah, he's the. Have you seen Boys in the Hood? No. Oh, well, for those who've seen Boys in the Hood, he's the he's the self-hating <laughs> uh, police officer. The the race the racist to other black people when he is black you know he's that guy it's the only other thing I've seen man <laughs> yeah but yeah they're all divided about what to do in this situation yes. Wal- Wal- Walter especially is like you buying into the shit yeah Walter so. has is once no partner mm. but uh, through translating the book they discover that it actually it contains differential equations yeah. which the book was was written roughly around about the same time as the church was built so we're talking like 16th 17th century no I think they said something like the book oh no the book's much older you're thinking of the containment unit no the book's older oh no sorry the book is older yeah the book's like because they have uh, because they said it was written in um, like the languages of it are like written in in Latin and Coptic and then there's like uh, uh, Aramaic I can't remember there's some there's written in some yeah yeah so the book is like eons old, almost. Two thousand, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lovecraft, you know, and the the text that has and been like the text that has yeah has been written over, and the book contain the original text contains differential equations, which wouldn't be invented until centuries later. Yeah. And uh, the church is also slowly getting covered in worms. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. there's a window that just every now and then we cut back to, and there's just more worms on it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so, Lisa, again, translating the book as much as they can, we get the following passage. And the prince of darkness was himself sealed, that old life called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. I mean, uh, I know it's not the Bible, but the Bible does have verses in it like that. The Bible, the Bible is some hardcore shit in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the book of... I mean, Held them with a jawbone and all that, you're like... Was that? But then there's also like the Book of Revelations, which is where you get like fucking Leviathan and uh, yeah. the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse and all that shit. And you're just sitting there like, okay, yeah. <laughs> cool. So we discover now that the containment apparatus can only be opened from the inside. Who thought that was a good idea? Fuck knows, man. <laughs> Let's but, give the prisoner uh, his own his own fucking key. We are then introduced again to Doctor Lee. Or Lehigh, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. I think it's just Dr. Lee. Dr. Lee, yeah. Uh, he does a fucking amazing impression of a trumpet. He does. <laughs> he, he does a fucking fantastic trumpet, man. If you, if you didn't become a teacher, you could just be a fucking, side, uh, a fucking street performer. Yeah, <laughs> just doing trumpets, man. While, watch, while Walter watches uh, Tom and Jerry. Hell yeah. On the TV, which is fucking great. I love Tom and Jerry. Tom's in hell. <laughs> in the show that he's watching. And the episode he's watching has been dumped into the fucking... Oh, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, the Satan's the fucking pulling him into the pot. Yeah, <laughs> mad. Best depiction of hell, though. Fucking Robot Hell from Futurama. 
oh fuck yeah just for the just for the song alone <laughs> I just like whenever they go back there occasionally it's just like hey I've been there oh and this is your first born child and just, him in. <laughs> just fucking punks him in. here you go <laughs> wow even by my standards that's gold <laughs> fucking Futurama hell and uh, Futurama's great Dante's Inferno hell the game the game was pretty good yeah <laughs> yeah that game was pretty good you of hell and doom yeah. pretty fucking cool it's alright yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay I like it yeah try to think of I'm trying to think of my favourite like depiction of hell I know it's not technically hell but I like the, I like the hell dimension from the, the Hellraiser 2 that's pretty fun yeah that's pretty good oh no you know what the yeah the hell like the fucking the labyrinth yeah that's probably that's up there for me as well there's also um, would you count Silent Hill? That's always personal hell, I suppose. To, to a certain degree, like Silent Hill Two specifically. Remember, I haven't played these. Uh, there's also uh, I don't know, but Silent Hill Two is a good one. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You go to Hades at one point in the DLC. That's pretty fun. Hades, Hades, the game, Hades. It's fucking great. Mm. Have you played Hades? No, <laughs> it's fucking good, man. It's a great, it's a roguelite. I was gonna say you need to remember, I'm poor, man. I don't have a PC. It's not only on PC. You can get it on like fucking PlayStation and Switch and shit. Okay. You can get it for your PS4. Oh. I think. Yeah, no, you can get it on PS4. What was that game that came out on PC that was hyped up to oblivion and it, it was about like just going through hell and then it came out fairly recently. Like the graphics looked amazing. It was rated like NC seventeen, and then it turns out it was just shite. I don't fucking know. There's a few games like that. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Fucking demons. Well, not demons. Canisters of green goo. Of of green devil juice. (laughs) Mountain Dew. (laughs) Oh my god. The devil is Mountain Dew. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, wait. What if it's actually four loco, though? (laughs) What even is four loco? I've never had it. It's... uh, It's like a caffeinated. It's like dra- it's basically American's version of dragon soup. <laughs> so like caffeinated alcoholic beverage. You know, I went to. You were talking about mature students yeah. earlier. When I was at Air, and my second year there, we had a mature student who used to work for the company that helped bring uh, Mad Dog over to the UK, and she was one of the people that helped bring it over. And I was just looking at her, I'm like. Thank you. <laughs> cheers, mate. I had a bottle of the orange one in my bag at the time. So I'm like, I'm like cheers. <laughs> You've ruined me. <laughs> Frosty Jacks ruined you. Mad Dog had fuck all day with it. Frosty Jacks is disgusting. <laughs> it's fucking horrendous. Anyway. Apple cider that's never seen an apple in its life. No. Anyway, fucking anyway. sniffed an apple on its way past the orchard. But uh, anyway, we go. To, we now we see uh, the character of Etchison, played by Tom Bray who leaves the church uh, to go, I'm assuming, to go home and get some rest. Even though uh, the rest no, of them are sleeping in the church? No, he says he needs to cover for somebody back at the uni. Right, okay. Right, so he leaves to cover for someone. <laughs> we see a crucified pigeon yeah, just sitting in the corner. We see a pigeon nailed to a cross. Is it bad that when I first saw that, I was like, that prob- if I saw that, that probably wouldn't freak me out too much because I know people that would have done that. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> what in the name of fuck you need to stop hanging out with these kind of oh things. no I have this is like five years ago 
upon closer inspection of the crucified pigeon, Alice Cooper reveals himself. <laughs> he, just <laughs> he just turns up with a bike. Oh, sorry, half a bike. Yeah, yeah, turns up half a bike. And is, the, the homeless is... people are now converging on this poor bastard. And Cooper stabs him with the broken bike and blood spurts out the back of him. Yeah, because this and is something an excellent kill. Yeah, this is something that he used to do in a stage show at that point. He used to impale, like, yeah, yeah, and John Carpenter. I think Carpenter was just kind of like, that's pretty cool. Can you just do that for the movie, please? <laughs> yeah, because uh, this film was relatively low budget. Yeah, this wasn't a studio movie. Uh, this was an independent film from yeah, John Carpenter. Because he did three studio movies up to that point. Uh, the Thing... Um, no, he did four. The Thing, Christine... Um, wasn't someone's watching me a studio film? No, it was just a TV movie. Yeah. Uh, technically it was, but like when when people say studio movies, they mean like you know theatrical, yeah. Yeah. Starman. Starman, uh, Big Trouble, and uh, so four of those. those four, yeah. And they were all uh, received. You know, some of them received better than others, but but the 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 common denominator is they didn't make that much money. So yeah, know. so he kind of gets sacked for the. Yeah, I well, they didn't get sacked. They just, they just didn't rehire yeah. him. Basically, they just didn't renew the contract. Yeah, well, I think, it, I think it was about both. I think he, yeah, because they bought him out of whatever contract he had with um, was it yeah. Universal. Um, yeah, they bought him out of his contract. And I think he was also just kind of fed up with uh, how the studio system worked. He just wanted to go back to making independent movies, and uh, so here comes Prince of Darkness. <laughs> Hell yeah! So. Yeah, and because of that low budget, he basically went, "Hey, uh, Alice." Uh, you have all this shit in the back of your van that we can just use, right? And Alice was like, aye. Went, right, well, fucking Munden. <laughs> I can't you give him this fucking... <laughs> Both of these guys is like the most Scottish accent. So... <laughs> I'm right, not mate. attempting Alice Cooper's accent. You know, Alice, you know, Alice Cooper used to be a Mormon. That makes so much sense. <laughs> that Honestly, that just... <laughs> that contextualises everything I know about Alice Cooper. So did uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, um, I, I wouldn't have said that one to be honest. And Aaron Eckhart. Isn't he a cunt? I don't know about that, but he was. No, I'm thinking another Aaron. I'm thinking that boy that was in fucking Baby Driver. The main guy in Baby Driver. He's a cunt. Spacey. No, 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 the main guy in it. The uh, guy that yeah, plays yeah. Baby. Alright, well. Um, He's a wee cunt. I haven't seen it. But no, Aaron Eckhart was a Mormon. He served a mission in Ireland. No way. Yeah, he, he went to, the, he went to uh, Switzerland, I think. Oh, mad. Mormons! <laughs> Donald Pleasance wasn't a Mormon. He's just English. <laughs> I like how you say that as though there's a similarity between English and Mormons. What, prudes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Donald Pleasance was a prude. He might have been like the kinkiest bastard ever, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know that. You know that. You know that guy had fucking like handcuffs and this and shit. Oh, like. Sheila, tie me up. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Peg me. <laughs> Some other. Wear that Michael Myers mask. Oh <laughs> no, too far. Because you know there's some fucking woman out there that are into that shit. <laughs> you cannot because mind that when the new films came out they were cunts like proper thirsting after Michael Myers yeah well thirsting after real serial killers as well I mean it doesn't See, make that's sense. a bit more fucked I don't mind like if you're going to thirst after a fictional character sure more power to you have you seen those old tumblr pages of, of uh, women uh, thirsting after the uh, the Columbine shows yeah what the fuck was that about man <laughs> you still get them <laughs> wait seriously they still cut about yeah fucking hell 
Uh, I could have saved them. I could have changed them. I could have. They were just fucked. By the way, I have played it. Have I played it? No, I might have, I might have played a recreation of it. I don't think it was the original one. Uh, they used to make Doom maps. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I played a recreation of one of them once. Was it alright? It's alright, yeah. <laughs> it was fine. I also played on Newgrounds uh, Columbine, an RPG. God damn it, man. It was made in protest about Columbine. Oh, okay, okay, so it wasn't like fucked up. It no. was like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> I mean, it was, but you know, it was. It was, but it was like a raise awareness kind of fucked up as opposed to a. This was made by a school shooter, kind of fucked up. Yeah, it wasn't made by a school shooter, it was just made by somebody afterwards, but yeah. That's fucking mad. <laughs> it gets really weird. <laughs> anyway, so there is now some kind of life form is f- slowly taking shape within the containment chamber. You don't really see that though, you just kind of see a swirling shift. Yeah, but you're, you're, we're told that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're then reintroduced to Susan, played by Anne Hibbert. And she has been carbon dating the corrosion on the lid of the containment unit. So not even the containment unit itself, specifically the corrosion on it. Mm-hmm. And it's upwards of 7 million years old. Hell yeah. And what's happening now is we can see that there it is this liquid that is within the containing unit is leaking out of the lid. But it's dripping But upwards. it's dripping <laughs> upwards onto the ceiling, creating this pool of green liquid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is when uh, the movie gets all ancient aliens on us and tells us that Christ was of extraterrestrial ancestry yeah it's kind of a mix of ancient aliens and uh, the whole um, uh, I can never remember the actual name for it but it's the whole theory that you know humankind's been around a lot longer than we think it has kind of like the the whole thing from Assassin's Creed you know yeah 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 you've got like what were those fuckers called the Isu yeah those yeah so anyway this is where we get that theory that Christ was an extraterrestrial ancestry but somewhat human adjacent or humanoid he's an alien human hybrid yes <laughs> the X-Files are all over the shit too right mm-hmm. uh, but the drips from the lid start becoming a steady stream at which point then a giant puddle on the roof there's a giant puddle on the roof and the puddle shoots out a stream of liquid right into Susan's face and open mouth now, when I first saw this bit, right, I thought that that was acid and she was going to die. <laughs> and it was going to be like a fucking, you know, like Seed of Chucky fucking, what's his name, John Waters kind of death where it's just like uh, fucked up. Yeah. She had the same reaction that um, Flatmate of mine had when we put vodka into, into Super Soaker. <laughs> you, you did what? We put vodka into a super soaker. Why? Felt like a good idea at the time. And it was. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it was. I mean, no, it I went... It sounds like you nearly killed your flatmate. No, I went directly down the throat, so... <laughs> so, you know, burning and all that shit. She, she, she came back for him, too. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Was it vodka or was it tequila? It better not have been tequila. It might have been that Sierra... Um, it was the clear tequila, so it was shite tequila. So, you know. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is where we get a beautiful monologue from Donald Pleasance. Talking on the whole na- the nature of everything that's been happening thus far. His findings and like... 
what he thinks is going on and the sort of theological aspects of everything and how it relates to the church and mm-hmm. you know his dissatisfaction with the church's inactivity on this matter and all this kind of stuff and it is fucking glorious I don't know what your thoughts on it are but fuck me I love this monologue yeah, he's doing a good job yeah um, subject matter yeah sure <laughs> I get it but but with Don, but Don Pleasant can make anything sound good though most true. of the time true he can yeah most of the time <laughs> No, every now and then he'll just go batshit crazy and uh, like and uh, Michael, I shot him six times. Yeah. Well, even when he goes batshit crazy, he's still entertaining to watch. Yeah, but no, this one, yeah, I could, see, I could see Donald Pleasant being a priest, you know. Yeah. A weird priest, but a priest, you know. And the, uh, I mean, yeah, he talks about how uh, the, 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 he just says the church. But he talks about how, like, they lied. It was to make, like, Satan just kind of, like, a, uh, a spiritual being, you know? So. Yeah, so rather than it being, like, a scientific fact that Satan exists, the the church instead, like, he goes on how we're salesmen, and we just, all we done was peddle our product to those that didn't have it yet. <laughs> and I thought that was a f- cold as fuck line. I don't, I don't think John Carter. Man, that was, I, I don't think. I don't think John Carter likes religion very much. <laughs> Whatever be... makes you say a thing like that? Mm. <laughs> what 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 subtle hints throughout this movie have you been picking up that I have missed, the dear Jacob? I mean, if Donald Pleasant just turned around and just kind of goes like, "We lied to you," <laughs> that would be hilarious. But you know, I think I don't think he could do that. Yeah, like a jump scare where he just goes, "We lied," and then fucks <laughs> off. <laughs> God isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? God is dead, and we killed him. What the fuck is that from? Nietzsche. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck did the Nazis like him so much? Because uh, right, right. he came up with the whole Ubermensch thing. Uh, That's exactly it. Yeah, and that, yeah, the Nazis then took that as like an offshoot to create Arianism and whatnot. And yeah. He wasn't even a Nazi. He was just... He wasn't, no. He was like, just sad. <laughs> the main core, core belief of the Ubermensch is more on the lines of like self-improvement and getting yourself to a point where you are effectively no longer no longer impacted by the various sort of slings and arrows that maybe flow in your way throughout your life uh, but the Nazis took that to meant genetically perfect in their own eyes which of course meant uh, racist as fuck <laughs> then the Nazis took it further and created a fucking uber death party so you know, yeah good times no well we beat them so it was good yeah, but bad times, and then one good time when we beat them. <laughs> and then basically nothing but bad times since. Say where you will, though, that Hitler guy, he was alright, he did kill Hitler. <laughs> you dick. I knew that was where you were going with that as well. <laughs> I, I should have stopped you. Fuck Hitler, he's, he's a prick. So. He's dead. You could still be a prick and be dead. <laughs> That's a, one of the weirder offshoots of Iron Maidens. <laughs> <laughs> be prick or be dead. <laughs> you got to watch them be prick or be dead. <laughs> Just some dead guy going, fuck you. <laughs> but no, Hitler, cunt. So, Susan is now, so, well, after the Dawn of Pleasant monologue, throughout this we're cutting back to Susan, who's like kind of choking up this stuff and eventually she is possessed by whatever is in the containment unit takes her a while to get back up slow possession yeah mm. uh, Walter comes face to face with her after the possession 
takes no notice of him. Doesn't really take face to face. He's at the end of the hallway. She's at the one end. He's looking at her. She's looking at him face to face. Yeah, I suppose. So, uh, so basically, Dirk Blocker's character comes up and is like, "Hey, have you seen Susan?" He's like, Mm. "Fucking who?" (laughs) Yeah, that's a running thing in this. Is like. Susan who? Uh, what was it? Because yeah, she doesn't really do anything in the film until she gets... Yeah, you know, with glasses. You know, it's like, oh yeah, her, yeah. <laughs> uh, tells us she's outside, but she has very suddenly disappeared. Do you think she kind of looks like um, Linda Blair a wee bit? A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, get that kind of vibe. But regardless, she reappears and leads Hitchcock, d- Hitchcock down to the... Contain- I'm just going to call him Hitchcock for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To the containment unit, while Brian theorises that there is more to this creature that is reaching out, changing people, moving objects by thought. Yeah. The professor, in his infinite wisdom, tells him, uh, keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. He's <laughs> just like, what, what the fuck? And we, and we researching this show. Uh, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. We need, a, we need an atmosphere in this place. We need a good atmosphere in this place. See him doing the fucking trumpet? He's making good atmosphere. You, you're a downer. Fuck off. Yeah! But yeah, that's all. Joey Louis Armstrong, big man. But yeah, Hitchcock fucking dies. Yeah, yo. He does. He gets. He, the Susan kills the fuck out of him. Uh, It's kind of funny though. He's like Hitchcock finds Susan's glasses on the floor of the under church. Yeah, and he's looking at this while scientific apparatus beeps menacingly. Yeah, beeps uh, faster as she gets closer to him. And yeah, and snaps his fucking neck. Yeah, he does the whole thing where he's kind of like, something's behind me. Yeah, and goes to look at her, and as he's looking, she just fucking cracks him. Mm. and it's brutal man like it's fucking oh man it really like this kill this kill more than any other proper gave me like the heebie-jeebies when it happened man I was like fucking no oh. I still think the best nightbreak I've ever seen was in Showdown with Little Tokyo but mm. did you ever see it? oh it was great uh, guy does it to himself <laughs> uh, <laughs> isn't that like impossible? I have no idea <laughs> Go on, try it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you did and then this podcast just ends. Just like <laughs> Actually do it and it's just like all you can hear is like a half second of me screaming and then the audio cuts. But <laughs> it, it still gets put on Spotify anyway because we need the viewership. Yeah, it's like a shite creepypasta. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a great creepypasta. Is there such a thing? I don't know. Yeah, um, uh, some creepypastas abandoned by Disney. <laughs> that was fucking great. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, I quite like the there was that Mad Legend of Zelda one. What Ben Drowned? Yeah, that was pretty cool. It went on too long. Yeah, we'll give it you kept that. Kept going. Yeah. I'll give you that, but it was still pretty cool in mm. concept. Pets cops, alright. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, next snap. Yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, so. Don't. So after this, Donald Pleasant laments that the church didn't intervene sooner. Uh, he's kind of starting to lose it a little bit. <laughs> he's shouting at Burak about it as if it was his fault. Yeah. <laughs> he's just sitting there and like, I'm just, I'm just a fucking scientist, bro. Yeah, and then Frank comes in, voices his disbelief of the whole situation, and is immediately left outside on his own. Yeah, they're having an argument outside in the car park. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, like... 
Skip Edge is like five seconds when uh, his buddies leave to go back in and uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, they leave to go back inside, and then what's her name appears staring at him. Susan. Yeah, this fucking homeless person just fucking <laughs> runs up on him. <laughs> yeah, and, and fr- stabs him with a pair of scissors. Pearl, Har- times. Pearl harbors him from the front. <laughs> and then like, what is that? What? Pearl harbors him. What? What do you mean by that? Sneak attack. Have you not heard that before? No. That's an old wrestling term. <laughs> I don't think that can be traced back to wrestling. I oh, think no, it goes a little farther than that, man. I know, I know. I've only ever, I've only ever heard it in wrestling. Like, uh, there's a story of... Uh, there's a story about when ECW went to Japan to do some shows in Japan. Uh, they were talking to like the head of FMW, which is like the Japanese equivalent of ECW. Yeah. And uh, the Sandman, they were, they were talking about what they're going to do in their match. And the Sandman says with a straight face to all these Japanese people, oh, no. I'll Pearl Harbor you! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and, uh, oh no! What was the reaction? Apparently they were just kind of cool. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, you get. You get <laughs> Those, uh, reparations. You get, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they nuked them. I mean, you just can't really be mad after that. So, twice. <laughs> so, yeah, twice. They blew up 12 boats, we dropped the sun on them twice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that, like historically speaking, those nukes were completely unnecessary. At the time that they were dropped, Japan was preparing mm-hmm. for surrender and had already made it known that they were going to surrender. It's cool visual, though. Oh yeah, Oppen- <laughs> yeah. The Oppenheimer, the Oppenheimer movie is going to be fucking lit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just watch these sides. It's like, oh, Japan's going to surrender anyway, but we made it. <laughs> I mean, we have this thing here, you know, <laughs> and I mean, if we don't do it... The plane's already fueled up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like at this point, it's almost as though we've already done it, so like, let's just go through with it, man, like, let's just... Mm. But, uh, uh, yeah, so you get Pearl Harbor from the front, how you didn't see this person coming, I don't know. It was dark. And instead of, like, every other Carpenter movie where you just get, like... One stab and then it cuts away. Oh, stabs in the neck. <laughs> yeah, he gets fucked. <laughs> and then gets stabbed in the face a few times as well. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, it's fuck, It's almost reminiscent of Psycho and that it keeps cutting to like the hand holding the scissors mm. as it brings down. I felt that I was kind of is, like I a. I think this has the most blood in any Carpenter movie so far. Apart from the thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, remember the yeah, thing. Apart from the thing. Because like, uh, when the guy gets stabbed in the bike, you see like all the streams coming out of his, his back and you know, there's blood coming out of his mouth. And this guy, he just gets fucked. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he gets fucking destroyed, man. <laughs> then later on, the guy stabs himself yeah. in the neck. See, like, by the way, see Susan's mad like stare at him. Mm. And not just fucking invasion of the body snatchers. Uh, like the fucking... <laughs> Thing. A little bit, yeah. She doesn't point at him though. She, she does when she sends the roaches out. Does she? she fucking points at him, yeah. Oh, okay, well, maybe. Yeah. It's fully the invasion of the body snatchers. But uh, anyway, the roaches then begin to crawl over Frank. Yeah, 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 they're crawling over before he gets stabbed. That's, get that's why he doesn't see them. He's worried. He's staring at the roaches. Yeah. We, then hear, we then see another passage that has been deciphered from the book. Be you not deceived of his purpose, for one will be chosen. Hell yeah. At this point, the bugs begin to devour Frank's corpse, and we see a severed hand next to him. He got his hand cut off. 
Yes. Uh, Walter intercepts a dream broadcast of some kind. Like we hear this, and this recurs later on in the movie as well. Yeah, they kind of come to a conclusion that's been sent from the future. Yeah, through like a tachyon signal, yeah. basically. And These look really cool. Tachyons are a real thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, they're basically particles that travel faster than light. Hey man, I've heard the term in Star Trek, so I'm assuming it's real. <laughs> But uh, I mean, yeah, these dream sequences are pretty cool. They're pretty fucking. Uh, They're pretty trippy. I like them. Yeah, it's uh, it's like found footage stuff. Yeah, was it shot on video? So what they did was they shot this footage on VHS, and then, the and then they filmed. So they, then they would play the VHS tape on a TV, like a CRT TV, and, f- oh, and, then, and, they, the TV. and then they filmed the TV with uh, actual film. That's yeah. fucking cool. Make I like it look that. really weird. And then there's this figure. The figures in the uh, they, you see a figure in the church doorway. There's all this wavy shit going on. Yeah. It's like a silhouette, and uh, yeah, it's pretty freaky. And this voice going like, "The intercepted for the year one nine nine. And you're like, "What the fuck?" So, yeah, it's good shit. Yeah. So at this point, Burak wakes up. Is that is it Burak that gets that? Yeah. At this point, Walter first. And then Birak gets the same dream later. Oh yeah, because they need to yeah, because Wal- <laughs> they wake up Walter because they need to find uh, uh, possessed girl and yeah. Uh, so we then see Lisa is going is taking herself to bed because she's <laughs> fucking shattered. It knocks on the door. <laughs> she's like, "Put your clothes on, I'm coming in." Yeah. <laughs> and she's we then get an- no, that was uh, Kelly. That's later. Oh. So Lisa then goes to bed. And we get an awesome shot of Susan emerging from the shadows. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember this. In the background, <laughs> which is a very Halloween-esque kind of shot. It is. But I also have to I also have to question fucking Lisa at this point. She's lying in bed, and this girl is climbing on top of her. Sure, she, you might think, like, oh, she might be getting it on. Even if I was into it, right? Not saying she is, but even if I was into it, I'd be like, the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? I think like the thing that they're going for here, I think, is that she's like kind of frozen in fear because when they, they show her face, well, it's you like say that fucking you, terrifying. you say that I don't think she is terrified. I think she's just confused because then because when because uh, when possessed girl is right above her face, instead of saying like "What the fuck are you doing?" she's just kind of like eh, "Excuse me," <laughs> you know. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I don't know about terrified. I think she's just kind of like "What the fuck is happening here?" <laughs> Yeah, and then we get a lovely jump scare as she fucking spews in her face. It's great. Uh, they, she throws up the green liquid and Lisa is the next on our list to be possessed. <laughs> uh, we then get another scene with Walter and... We then get another scene with, sorry, with Professor Birak and the priest discussing dreams. Yeah, because he has the find out that anyone in close proximity to the Brotherhood of Sleep will have the same dream. And it is this dream of the individual, this is a broadcast, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. The dream that we first saw through Walter, and then again through Professor Birak. Guarantee that fucking narration that's going through the dreams is an intro to some metal song somewhere. 100%. <laughs> Probably uh, then, death metal. Yep, so we <laughs> then have the... Then after that, Susan crawls the top Lisa, staring at her before she cooks up a load of green liquid. <laughs> Brian and Walter go looking for Frank... And they just barely miss Hitchcock's corpse while they're looking yeah, for him. It's their peripheral vision, man. 
Is well, he's actually behind like a bunch of the equipment, so they can't see him. He wouldn't be in the peripheral. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's the worst bit of peripheral vision like in a movie? Go on. So I rewatched the fucking Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie a couple of the nights what? ago. The Godzilla movie from the nineties. Oh yeah. Roland Emmerich. That piece of shit. <laughs> so there's a bit where like they're looking for Godzilla. Godzilla's disappeared, right? And uh, there's these two soldiers in some tunnel underneath the ground. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I and remember they're, this they're scene. Like, oh, there's nothing here, we need to go. One of the soldiers is looking directly at it, and the thing's fucking huge, his eye opens up, but no, nobody sees this. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that, that movie, I will say this though, right? Mm-hmm. With that Godzilla movie. That opening scene on the, the where there's the boat, the ship out in the sea. Yeah, that's a great scene. Pretty fucking good. <laughs> that's a great scene, it's just a shame the rest of the also movie has, is uh, bollocks. Also has one of the, the, the villain henchmen from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it also has like a good chunk of the cast of The Simpsons in it. Three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, three of them. Yeah. Yeah, but those three are like. Yeah, you've voice, got you've got like, Bart, you've got Bart, you've got the guy, you've got Hank Azaria, Apu, uh, and Mo and Chief Wiggleman, pretty much. And then you've got Dan Castanella who no. plays Homer. No. Yeah. No. Dan's in it. No. Who else is in it? Harry Shearer. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, who plays Skinner? Kent Brockman. Yeah. Kent Brockman. Dan Castanella is in this movie. Yeah, what? Maybe I think not. Then he's in something that I watched recently. It's in Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Anyway, so early on in the movie, we saw Kelly reveals that she has a weird bruise forming on her arm. Yeah, she has the fucking blue oyster cult symbol growing on her. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, so, and the bruise is slowly getting worse, but now there's like a weird symbol on it, and that is when it's like the blue oyster cult thing. <laughs> You see how she gets the bruise as well. She, it's when they first throw the. Do you? Yeah, the canister. She backs away and she hits her arm off. Oh, she hits her arm off the canister. No, she hits her arm <laughs> off the machine. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mad. But uh, Kelly goes off to get some sleep prior to a meeting in the lab. Put your clothes on. I'm coming in. Yep. Consider it. I like it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> who's fu- who's fucking though? Who <laughs> in the right mind is fucking during all this? I have no idea, but it's an 80s movie in the horror genre. No one in their right mind is cast in these movies. It's all fucking mental sex crazed maniacs. I mean, there's only like one bit of fucking in this, in this movie, and it's right at the beginning. You don't see it, yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't see shit. It's weird. For this, for this genre, that's strange. Is there much fucking anyway in John Carpenter movies? Oh, well, Halloween, I suppose, yeah. Halloween, there's uh, a lot. Uh, None Christine. Um, None in Big Trouble. No. I mean, I was going to say Escape from New York, but I don't really know if that counts, but... Um, oh, no, man, no. That doesn't count. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, no, there isn't really any fucking in John Carpenter movies. No, not really. Yeah, sexless man. Well, he's not. Right? He's got kids. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's very clearly not. He also married Adrian Barbo, so I don't know how you could be sexless with Adrian Barbo. <laughs> anyway, so Lisa is now fully possessed as she types furiously at the computer. This is I where live. she has her shining moment. I live. Uh, Calder tries to get her attention and she's typing the same phrase repeatedly. I live. I live. She stops typing when Calder gets close enough to see what she's typing and begins typing something new. I'm going to read this word for word because it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. 
You will not be saved by mm. the Holy Ghost. Mm. You will not be saved by the God Plutonium. Mm. In fact, and then this last bit is in all caps, you will not be saved. Called the out. <laughs> Susan then enters the room. <laughs> Calder's fucking dead. Uh, he says, there's no two ways about it. This guy's fucked. Yep, yep. So they're discussing. They, they then cut to the main group in the middle of this scene. And we get one of my favourite lines from Walter. Uh, they're discussing it's like we should just con- somebody says we should just pour concrete over this entire building and be done mm, with it mm. to which Walter replies uh, a building this size I say we launch the fucker into space <laughs> yeah yeah uh, what was, I, I like the way he thinks mm. it's like that whole bit from aliens like, I say we do the, the side for more yeah. so. space satan <laughs> space satan mm. uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, Calder has been knocked out at which point Susan goes down and kisses him. Yeah, they get kinky. But while they're kissing, you can hear this like stream of liquid, so you know he's act- she's actually just like filling him up. The, with sound, the sound's actually a straw. Is it? Yeah, when you're uh, mad sucking up the bottom of a cup. Ah. Yeah, so. oh. <laughs> cool. uh, meanwhile, the group theorise that the dreams they shared are messages from the future. Ooh. We are now getting to the kind of tail end, the final act of the film. This movie's kind of like, it reminds me of, uh, it's like a song Precinct 13 with zombies and demons. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's a siege movie. Hmm. Have you, have you ever seen, no you haven't seen this, um, well, if anybody's seen The Void, um, it, that movie takes a lot of fucking inspiration from this. Uh, you have... I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here. Go on. So, in the void, you have these cultists that are all gathered outside of the hospital. They're all standing there in the, very, in the same way that the homeless people do. Whenever everybody leaves, they kill them. You know, they, they come at them and kill them by stabbing them. Mm. You know? Um, you have... The, the makeup effects are very similar to what we see later on in Prince of Darkness. It's kind of it's like th- that those makeup effects mixed with Hellraiser. Um, the whole bit near the end with uh, the mirrors that comes into play as well in The Void um, mm-hmm. eh, it's a very similar movie if you like this movie you'll definitely like The Void uh, give that a watch too and it's I all, will. It's will, all practical effects as well and, awesome uh, yeah also has fucking Knives Chow from Scott Pilgrim in it what the fuck it's like the only other thing I've seen her in wow yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> it's a good movie so as I said, the group theorised that these shared, that the shared dreams are messages from the future. And it's at this point that Walter and Brian go to the window and they see Frank. Previously <laughs> Hello? To be dead. Hello? And his voice has been modulated so it's all wobbly. Hello? <laughs> Not quite. It's more. It's more. Hello? Like that kind of shit. I have some news. You're not gonna like it. I have a message for you. I have a message for you. You're You're not gonna like it. (laughs) And his message is pray for death. Then he fucking collapses on himself. (laughs) Yeah, into a bunch of like cockroaches and shit. It's messed up. (laughs) Fucking. uh... The effect on this is so good. The the way he kind of like jaggedly falls down, it's like, oh, mate. Yeah. Fucking wild. Uh, fucking uh, Victor Wong looks like he's gonna throw up everywhere. 
Yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> if you saw that shit, yeah. you'd be the same. Yeah. But, uh, it's just the way he runs from the window covering yeah, his mouth. Yeah, He's he, like, Rah! Yeah, so he runs away from the window covering his mouth and bumps immediately into Calder, who is climbing the stairs holding a chair while singing Amazing Grace quite loudly and quite beautifully, I will say. He's, the man's killing it. He then I'm convinced that's why he was cast. Breaks, he sings Amazing Grace pretty well. <laughs> yeah, he then breaks off a piece of the chair and uses the jagged wood to slit his throat while laughing at the group. But it's a weird like laugh cry kind of thing. Mm. Like he like goes from laughing to crying back to laughing. And then slits his throat and falls down dead. For a while. For a while, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the possessed take the container into Kelly, whose mark has grown much more clear now. She's a heavy sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's knocked out at this point, I think. Yeah. like Because she's been marked by the creature, so we can assume that that's what's got her so tired. Yeah. But uh, at this point, the container appears to be opening. <laughs> uh, the priest gives Calder his last rites, while... Well, Professor Berak and Blair try to open the doors, but it turns out the homeless have barred the doors shut and lie in wait outside for anyone to escape, to jump anyone, basically, if they get out. I do find it pretty funny, though, how this church is in the middle of LA. Nobody sees any of this. Yeah. Uh, at least with a solemn Precinct 13, they kind of had an excuse. Where it was like, oh yeah, the gangs control the cereal. There's nothing in the cereal. Yeah. Uh, but here it's just in the middle of LA <laughs> yeah realistically speaking you'd think somebody would come by and be like yeah well, they the did fuck? get and they did get food delivered there you can see like all these Chinese boxes and pizza boxes and stuff so true so people probably go there you know yeah yeah <laughs> but you know nobody calls the police about oh, there's some homeless people barricading the doors to this church yeah. locking some uh, presumably locking some people inside hmm hmm <laughs> yeah, so Walter goes looking for Kelly and unfortunately for him he finds her uh, he sees the container once again pouring the green liquid on the ceiling creating a gravity defying pool of water and he sees another stream coming up he then sees its contents it's pouring directly into Kelly's eyes and mouth they're not pouring into it they're coming out I thought they were going in no they're coming out no they're, go- no, they're going in because you see later her stomach is, ex- is expanded because yeah. the green liquid is inside her. I know, but watch it, watch, watch, watch it. Hang on. Um, no, don't, oh, don't do that. We'll watch it later. But no, they're, they're, they're pouring out. Are they pouring out of yeah, her cause to Because he, no- he notices her, because the only reason he notices her... He follows her, it from the ceiling down to her, though. Ah, because he sees it's rippling because it's going up. It's hitting the puddle. It would ripple if it was coming out, out the way as well. I know, but then when you look at her, it's coming out. So, anyway... Susan then scares the shite out of him yeah. <laughs> and he runs away to try and lock himself in a wee cupboard mm-hmm. he tries to warn Dr Lee but it's too late Lisa corners Dr Lee as he's walking into the room and Lee is now possessed by the same green liquid uh, the priest attempts to hide in a, a room not too far from them looks like a boiler room I'm not sure exactly while Walter just manages to get away from Susan, manages to scramble out. Hiding in a closet. And we then see Calder. As he rises from the death, cry laughing, as the survivors are slowly surrounded by their possessed 
Well, yeah, former it, colleagues. One thing I have to point out as well, when the the main group, so Donald Pleasance isn't with the main group, but the main group, uh, they all hide in a room, and they fucking move that sofa like it weighs nothing. Yeah, they do, yeah. Sofas are heavy. Yeah, they're a cunt to move. <laughs> I, I guess, you know, you could say, like, well, it's the adrenaline kicking in, but sofas are heavy shit. I think I would die in this situation. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to get that sofa to the door. God damn it. So at this point, uh, Susan and Lisa stand together while Walter hides in the cupboard. In the cupboard. He just talks shit to them the entire time. Kelly's stomach has now expanded to the point where she looks pregnant. Mm. And there is another fantastic line here from Walter where he's trying to apologise to Lisa. Now, as we mentioned earlier on, he tries to kind of partially hit on Lisa earlier in the movie by saying, hey, did anyone ever tell you you'd pass for Asian? It's like a kind of partial joke, partial like, hey, let's, you know, let's chat. Let's see where this goes. You're Asian, I'm Asian, let's fuck. Yeah, so. Maybe less <laughs> that and more like a solidarity. It's what he wanted. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> He's a homely bastard. But uh, he then says at this point, uh, Lisa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say. I'm sorry for saying that you're occasion. Which is very clearly the character like grasping at straws, trying to be like, please yeah, don't another, fucking hurt me. Yeah, there's another line he has. But it's also like, funny as fuck. There's another line he has when he's in there and he's like, normally I like being dominated by women. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he just talks shit to the entire time. Yeah, he's great. I love him. Uh, we then see how Lisa is being affected by the water. As we should also mention that the main group can hear water. The main, oh yeah, it, they're it trying to break through the wall to get them. Um, yeah, <laughs> but he's giving them like a sort of running commentary on like, of what's going on. He's keeping an eye on on Kelly, who is slowly transforming into something else. It begins with like, uh, if any of you have seen the Deadpool movie. It kind of looks like that effect, where it's like almost like sort of sunken in skin with like veins popping out. The next stage of it is we start to see like proper lesions and like muscle underneath the skin coming out. And that's another uh, piece of evidence for the Yes, thing. that's, yeah. Meanwhile, Brian jumped out the fucking window to see if the homeless would go for him. Uh, they yeah, did. They, they would. <laughs> uh, as we all fucking knew. So he then has to scramble back up to the window. <laughs> we then see Kelly again for the final time, and this time she is awake. She's looking like. Uh, and she's looking like Freddy Krueger. I was gonna say she looks. She looks like a rougher Frank from Hellraiser. Yeah. But, uh, she also kind of looks like at points in this movie she looks like a ghoul from the Fallout franchise. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. She also kind of looks like. <laughs> that's pretty gross she also kind of looks like a body that's just kind of been left in the water for like a few days yeah yeah or a few weeks yeah but uh and so Calder at this point I will say Calder is creeping me the fuck out because he's just staring into a mirror at this point we don't know why but we can make guesses yeah so Kelly wakes up and she starts moving shit with her mind Walter also it's really freaky where, like mm-hmm. she's all fucked and shit like she's, she looks like her teeth are black yeah like, but she still has her hair and for some reason that really creeps me out I don't know why <laughs> it creeps me out too <laughs> I don't know why her hair is still done up pretty you know good. what I, you know what I think it is I think it's an element of like the uncanny valley and that you can kind of you know what it's supposed to look like but mm. because you know what it what she actually looks like in that scene 
it's like you end up comparing the two in your head and it's like oh no oh no oh it like fucks you up even more but it's very like honestly the entire VFX department for this film done a fucking stand up job I don't even know who did the VFX and they really get to they really get to spread their wings at the end here yeah I don't even know who did the effects list. It wasn't. Um, I couldn't tell you either. It wasn't his normal collaborator. It wasn't Rob Bottin, was it? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Walter is justifiably shiting himself. Oh, yeah, he's fucking. At this point, he is full blown panic attack. He's right? fucking hitting the wall of his. Uh, and he's hitting. The, he's trying to break through from his side now as well. I liked how when he eventually gets through, but Lisa's grabbing onto him and is pulled through too. I liked how when we were watching this, though, uh, I was watching the last twenty minutes of this video. <laughs> You were just like oh, that fucking brickwork shite. <laughs> just like the fucking yeah, because they just pulled the bricks yeah, out, and it was all it was all powdery as well. Yeah, yeah, it's like whoever done the brickwork for this place is a shit show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, alright, okay, you work, you did construction work once. <laughs> you know what you're talking about? <laughs> eh, kinda. <laughs> I, I know enough to I know just enough to keep from phoning a professional until I've already made it worse. That's yeah. that's that's the skill level we're talking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so they manage to pull Walter through the wall. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Lisa is grabbing onto him as well, so they pull her through as well, and they beat the shit out of her. Yeah, they beat they, the shit out of her bricks. Yeah, it? they beat the bricks they off also, her. Did you also notice, like before? They end, they end up throwing her out of a window, right? But did you notice? <laughs> Which made me laugh so much. It's so fucking. Stupid. Did you not notice though? Like before they kept, before they throw out the window, one of them knees her like she has like a pair of testicles. Yeah. <laughs> like the knee her, like. One of them tries to knee her in the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it works. But, it yeah. works. Yeah, but also like. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, they chuck her out the window. Yeah, they throw her out the fucking window, and it's hilarious. They also get one of the other guys though. Oh, we also find at this point the reason why. Calder has been staring into this mirror uh, as the possessed form of Kelly who has now been fully taken over by we'll refer to them we will refer to them as Satan effectively at this point that's what they're getting at that's what they're getting at okay and Satan is trying to summon the father or the anti-god Effectively, yeah, because earlier in the movie, like there's the, some of the translations. How particles have antiparticles. Yeah, some of the translations. So, like the father of Lucifer. So yeah. So, which realistically would just be God, right? Mm-hmm. If we're talking about the actual like Christian, oh, yeah, 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 like lore. Yeah. But regardless, well, it depends. Um, I think I don't know if the Catholics think that they're that Lucifer is is. God's son, I'm not entirely sure. I think they just say he's a fallen angel, but the Mormons believe he is. We find out that mirrors are the key to summoning the father, as we'll call him. Yeah, he tries to pull him through a fucking makeup mirror, it doesn't work. Doesn't work because it's not big enough. Father! Yeah. Uh, the priest tries desperately to stop uh, Kelly from summoning as she eventually makes her way through to the room in which uh, the priest is hiding, where Calder is staring at the mirror and goes to summon the father from that. The priest takes an axe to her fucking oh. arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she grows her arm back. Uh-huh. <laughs> he then cuts her head off. Head doesn't grow back, she just sticks it back on. Yeah, she just sticks it back on. I was disappointed. I was waiting for Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Isn't that Tony Dear how that how much that stings. Isn't that Tony Shaw? Yeah. 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 He plays a great part in that. <laughs> he came back for the sequel, haven't he? 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! Uh, just uh, the sequel to that movie, man. It's not great, but Lara Flynn Boyle dressed up in fucking leather. Uh, uh. Aye, aye. Twin Peaks. Yep. Anyway, as the priest is desperately fighting, what well, is effectively the Antichrist? <laughs> she fucking moves the boilers, traps him. Yeah, traps him. Puts her hand back in the mirror. Puts her hand back in the mirror, and we see the father grab her, and it is this red, cl- this red hand with black claws. Very much a like kind of standard devil almost <laughs> looking kind of thing. It's pretty cool. I would have liked to have seen what they would if they had actually brought it through. What it would I'm be. happy that they didn't personally because it adds to the Lovecraftian element of the storytelling mm. that we only see part of it. Yeah. But when just as the creature's about to come through, Catherine fucking spears the woman. Yeah, fucking. She, goes she rugby tackles. She goes full Goldberg on her. Yeah. No, the spear was fucking. Goldberg. Aye, but fucking... No, not Goldberg. Goldberg did the spear. Yeah, but who fucking popular... Who made it fucking big? Goldberg. With spear? <laughs> Goldberg. Nah, fucking... Hey, Oh, yeah, cunt. I keep calling it. Rated R Superstar. Edge did it after Goldberg. I don't give a fuck. Edge just... Edge no, 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 seriously, Goldberg was the one that made it popular. Every match he did, really? everybody... Yes, every match he did, people only wanted to see two things. Spear, jackhammer, pin, right? That's all they wanted to see with Goldberg. Goldberg did it the best because he was an actual because he was an actual football player before. He's the one that popularized. Oh, right, okay. He was the one that popularized the spear. Everybody else took it after him. Edge's spear was shit. He just ran at them and hugged them. Goldberg ran through them. Okay. <laughs> Goldberg okay. fucking okay. killed them. Okay, okay, okay. Right, jokes on me for arguing with a proper wrestling fan. Okay, yeah. <laughs> holy fuck. Oh. I would really like to see the 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 figures like the the retention figures for this. As soon as we started talking about wrestling, just fucking shoot through the floor. <laughs> Rhino did a good spear as well, but you know True. we're not getting into this. <laughs> but now I'll give you that, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so Catherine fucking spears <laughs> through the through the mirror, and as soon as Catherine is also through the mirror, what does Tom play? So, but before we do this, though, it's also pretty cool. When you go through the mirror, it's like they're underwater. Yeah, yeah, that's so a cool like effect. A, it's kind of like, um, have you ever seen um, Under the Skin? Yes. The it's a similar effect, yeah. Yeah. So they go through and there's this underwater kind of world, right? The void. Pretty much. And Donald Pleasance throws a fucking axe at the mirror and breaks it. Yeah! <laughs> Does he make that noise? More or less. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> he makes a generic Donald Pleasance sound. As <laughs> he just fucks this axe through the mirror. He would fuck a lot of axe throwing, by the way. He would, yeah. Mm. Have you ever done axe throwing? <laughs> no. It's fine, it's fine, I've done it. No. I've done it. We the... were going to do it, but we got too pissed. Good point. We went yeah. bowling instead. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Fair, fair. <laughs> Drunk bowling's great, I love it. Uh, so Catherine has sacrificed herself, at which point the liquid begins to evaporate and we start to see. This uh, this sort of smoke coming from or the vapors, sorry, leaving uh, the possessed it just mouth. Looks, it yeah. just looks like every cunt's vaping. Yeah, it does. Brian's sad. The whole yes, because he lost his fuck. Buddy. He lost his he lost his love slash fuck buddy. Well, is it really love? He's only on her for like two days. Yeah, Wait, he's he's not he said he loved her, yeah. and it's a movie, so we'll assume. Right. 
Uh, the homeless <laughs> leave the church. Yeah, they just... Uh, yeah. Walter fucking <laughs> scrambles out of a window. Yeah, Walter just jumps out a window and then runs to get the police. Yeah, we're going to say, to his credit, he does get the police. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you think's taking the fall for all this? See, I, I don't think anybody would take the fall for this. I think what would happen is that there'd be like... Because oh, at least one guy with his throat slit. Yeah, but he did himself. They Another guy that was stabbed. Yeah, but like, uh, I don't think anybody would take the fall for this. Didn't we just blame the hobos? No, I think what would happen is, like, because there's a bunch of witnesses to see how everybody died. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, at least there was one of the guys who uh, mm-hmm. slit his throat. I think that what they'll most likely say is like, oh, it's just some, they, they found some weird shit, they were trying to study something that's probably just mass hysteria. Yeah. And I don't think anybody really takes off from that. Okay. Yeah, nah, I feel that. So, yeah. That makes sense. I'm not a lawyer, I don't know, but, you know, that's what I think. So, we then see Brian in his own wee flat, having that same dream from before, with one key difference. Mm. The figure in the doorway of the church is Catherine. Mm-hmm. One, nine, nine, nine. Yeah, and she walks towards him with her arms outstretched as though she herself has been crucified. She's possessed. Mm-hmm. And he then turns around and there is an absolute cunt of a jump scare yeah. that sent my heed through my fucking ceiling. Honestly, this, this last fuck, this dead space fucking jump scare Dead space does. <laughs> they did, they fully dead space as he turned around and then his fucking deed missus was there. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't his deed missus, it was Kelly, but still. Yeah. Same fucking thing. The dead space does, then the inception does. Yeah. Where he goes to. Re- oh, yeah, the film ends as he's reaching out to the mirror. And then nice. just as he's about to touch the mirror, we cut to credits. That, f- that fucking great music playing as he's going to touch the mirror. Yeah, yeah, the soundtrack is banging. Yeah. And that is the movie. Prince of Darkness is fucking great. It is fucking great. One final bit of business before we kind of wrap up this movie, however. There is a prevailing theory that this film is, at the very least subtextually, about the AIDS crisis in America during the 80s and 90s. See, a lot of people say that John Carpenter movies are about certain things. John Carpenter said himself that he's like... I just write things. <laughs> yeah, so John Carpenter himself has refuted this theory. However, given when this film was made, mm-hmm. I think it would be dismissive as to not consider that this was, at the very least, in the, the sort of back of his mind while he was writing it. You also get people to say that the thing's about AIDS as well. So, I would say less so with the thing and more so with this movie, mainly because there are multiple references to homosexuality with regards to the character of Walter throughout the movie. Uh, Although they are played off as kind of somewhat tone deaf by today's standards jokes, <laughs> they are very much there. Yeah, yeah. Walter as a character is just very much culturally tone deaf now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. At least he wasn't doing like a, you know, an Asian stereotype voice, that would have been even worse, but you know. What, like they did in Big Trouble in Little China? It's not for his character, but for a lot of others. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to attempt it. <laughs> I, I was trying to. I was. I'll be honest. I was trying to bait you into doing your. I'm not going to do it. I'm not a racist. <laughs> so it's like that old Chris O'Neill sketch, right? Not. Yeah. So I'm not racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
tricks out enough for us. I need to watch that sketch. It's been a while. Hellbenders. Yeah. They are the Hellbenders. We took the porno music from that and made a, a thing in college with that. I can't remember what it was. Was that a video thing? No, this was doing film broadcasting. So. Oh, like, nice. I don't know, it technically was, yeah, we were recording shit that had nothing to do with anything, we just wanted to put porno music in it. Uh, uh, it was me and Alice's first time actually, it was me and Alice's first time actually working together, we were both sitting there like, do you want to put porno music in it? Yeah. You ever seen Hellbenders? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is a, there is a prevailing theory that given the nature of, of this, the fact that it is a virus that is passed from one individual to another through uh, some sort of bodily fluids, and mm-hmm. that we see one, and that one notable instance of, of this is a kiss, mm-hmm. through which it's, another is a rather, is a, would you call it a somewhat sapphic moment when she's like crawling over? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's gay as fuck. If this was any gay, it would be a portrait of a, of a woman on fire. You know, so... <laughs> it's a great movie, by the way. That yeah. is a great movie, yeah. No. <laughs> See, I'm not, I'm not a bigot. I watch gay movies. <laughs> Blue's the warmest colour. Pretty overrated. Uh, yeah, no, that is overrated as um, fuck. Oh, what was it called? The one with Cersei Lannister in it. Um, oh, fuck. Ima- imagine me and you. Pretty shite. But, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Bound is pretty decent. I haven't seen it. Uh, Room in Rome is terrible. Uh, sounds like I've only been watching lesbian movies. Because um, <laughs> you did for a time period, you just watched a fuck ton of lesbian movies. I had an excuse though. Um, what was the excuse? I love the lesbian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so lesbian, you just sat with your lesbian roommate watching all these fucking queer movies. Yeah, I watched the entirety of The L Word. Um, <laughs> The other one's actually pretty fun. It's yeah, shite. It's, it's fucking pretty, great, though. It's shite, but it's pretty fun. Uh, fine, uh, what, what was a gay movie I watched? Uh, uh, um, Bros. It's pretty funny, sometimes. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know there's a gay Mormon movie? What? With Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. No. Yeah, called uh, Latter Days. He's, uh, he plays a missionary, he goes on a... He a mission in, like, the Netherlands, and he, you know, he's gay. <laughs> yeah. Mental. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's pretty shit. But yeah. <laughs> so let's let's keep it moving on. So that is a prevailing theory about this movie that it is, at the very least, somewhat tangentially related to uh, the AIDS epidemic that was going on at the time. Personally speaking, I don't think that was authorial intent during this. It doesn't really come forward. When you're watching the film as a whole, sure there are some individual scenes yeah, in there. Sometimes when you write something like, uh, you're, you might not set out to make, uh, you know, an AIDS movie, but sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you know, through cultural osmosis, when you're just writing some things get getting, things get in there, you know. Yeah, it's and just, especially consider. I mean, this was released in eighty seven, right? So this yeah. was like when. Uh, at least in terms of like American media and whatnot, AIDS was everywhere during yeah. the time, and there was a massive panic, effectively, mm. with regards to this. And this was not necessarily the height of the crisis, but it was working its way up to it. I would say. Uh, I don't know too much about the AIDS crisis to comment really on if it was at the height or not, but yeah. yeah. Oh, also, uh, I mean, Philadelphia hadn't come out yet, so I don't yeah. Know. Fun fact about uh, fun fact about that. Do you know the reason why? Uh, L is the first letter in LGBT. Lesbians. 
Now, do you know why they no. are the first letter? No. It was a tribute to the lesbians who helped and donated blood throughout the AIDS crisis. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. To assist their, uh, to assist their, their gay brothers, effectively. And as a result, because it, it was originally like G was the first one, but that was then originally G was the first letter. It was just like the gay community. That was it. And then once the sort of LGB thing came about, and then LGBT, and then so forth, and so forth, has become more and more comfortable, or coming up with labels for more and more different experiences to allow people to identify themselves, so on and so forth. But the L starting everything remained. Uh, as a tribute to all of those who gave blood to uh, attended hospital appointments when their actual partners were not available to uh, there was a they would essentially lesbians would come in and and pretend to be like spouses of individuals in hospital so that they could then come back Beard into the extreme oh. pretty much yeah uh, mm. and then come back and report to their actual spouse or their actual partner to say okay here's the messages they have for you here's exactly what's going on here's the thing and it was a massive movement and that's why the L comes first in LGBT fair enough so Prince of Darkness great movie uh, fucking yeah. phenomenal uh, definitely one to watch if you hadn't heard of it until this podcast then fucking get it watched man if we haven't convinced you already then if you have even the slightest interest in Lovecraftian storytelling Mm-hmm. and horror fucking get it watched man it's incredible some absolutely amazing performances from Victor Wong especially does an incredible job throughout this movie mm-hmm. yeah. Donald Pleasance also shit hot in it uh, the soundtrack oh my god I know we touched about this this in the beginning but the soundtrack throughout the entirety of this movie does not miss a fucking beat it is Spot on. It's good shit. It's uh, my favorite. It's uh, it's got everything you want. It fucking rocks out occasionally. <laughs> it gets it's funky at points. Atmospheric as fuck, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's got a kind of funky bassline to it at points as well, which is pretty cool. And yeah, just oh my days. Arrow Video is a good, um, is a good addition uh, to this movie. Yeah, yeah. it's got some pretty sick artwork. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. That's the version I've got. Well, fuck you, Tucker. You don't have this movie. Shut the fuck up and try to make it look like we watched it legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't buy it, huh? I don't know. <laughs> but no, um, Prince of Darkness, I highly recommend it. It's, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. Um, it's the third time I've seen it now, and it still gets better every time I see it. So Could you see yourself watching it again? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talk about it. I love fucking Lovecraftian shit. Yeah, so, I'm definitely going to watch this again at some point. Hell yeah. I'm probably gonna. I'm definitely going to hunt out the director's commentary for it though, because I feel like that would be. I would be really interested to hear. Uh, so not just behind the scenes stories, but just one. like how each thing. If if even if there is one, if there isn't, I would just want to. I want to absorb as much information about this film as I can because it's fascinating to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we have uh, in the mouth of madness to look forward to, but that's not our next movie. Our next movie is They Live. With Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Yes, and Keith motherfucking David again. Mm, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen The Olive, so this will be interesting. Um, you I, should. You, is this another one where you're going to come around here and watch it and then we'll record? Maybe. I, like, I think I like watching things like the night before, so it gets 
yeah in my head a bit more but Fair maybe because I was just saying because I've got the blurry mm-hmm. but uh, maybe yeah. we'll see but yeah so they live join us uh, join us next week yes for they live in the meantime thank you very much for listening to Archive Panic I have been your host Ben Niven I'm Jacob Russell and we'll see you again soon bye now <laughs>